Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. been trying to reach you regarding your car's extended warranty (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what a week huh so scam likely called me three times today you mean jencha (laughs) i am exhausted are you exhausted from making all those gifts i mean (laughs) if this had happened today you know none of us would have believed it right we would have thought it was april Fool's. oh yeah 100 percent. i think they purposely did it they were like those assholes that watch bravo are never gonna believe us april fools is probably one day that they would not arrest you especially if you were a celebrity and i'm sure there are people that have been arrested on april fools and i can't like imagine getting arrested for something or like wrongfully accused of something on april fools and then you're trying to tell your family about it your family would just hang up the fucking phone on your face (gasps) can you imagine I can't. The thought gives me anxiety. Oh my God. Yeah. So if you've been living under a rock, we're obviously talking about Jennifer. One Jennifer Shaw getting arrested for money laundering and fraud. So today's tip was that it wasn't just tens of hundreds of people. It was thousands of people. Yeah. And millions and millions of dollars. Yes. So I'm seeing all these images of Coach Shaw on private jet. Mm -hmm. He had to know. He's a lawyer. He had to know. Yeah. This wasn't quite on the up and up. I cannot imagine her doing something shady like that and having a lawyer for her husband and not asking him advice on how to skirt around the edges of the law. I cannot imagine him not knowing that this was borderline criminal. Like, how would Stuart know more than Coach Shaw? Coach Shaw was smart enough to read everything and sign nothing. Like, he's like the opposite of Teresa, right? Teresa read nothing, yeah. signed everything. The other thing I yes. think is that Jen was just the face of the business because Jen is a mm. minority and she's a woman. Correct. If you're a woman mm. minority-owned business, you can get some sort of, mm. like, extra access to certain things. You get subsidies and tax and sessions and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. So my gut says Stuart is the actual guy who runs the Ponzi scheme or whatever it is. And Jen Mm -hmm. was just the face of the business because she's a woman and she's a minority. If Jen was this mastermind and Stuart was really truly her assistant, we wouldn't have seen the dynamic that we saw on camera. I'm thinking more and more about it and it was a lot of like him sort of just like driving her around and like we we never see him actually doing anything. It's just a lot of like them having conversations about things that need to happen. She calls him assistant. She doesn't call him partner. That's the thing. I don't Mm. think think Stuart wants to be the partner. I think Stuart is smart enough to know that what he's doing is obviously illegal. And I think that Mm -hmm. he's purposely placed a woman like Jen in quote unquote in charge to get the -hmm. the access that she can get as a woman in a minority in the business world. Mm -hmm. However, I believe that Stuart is the one that's behind all of this. And I'm going to say 75% of my gut believes that because he looks like Albert Manzo. (laughs) That's what you're basing it on. It's also that plus... The mm-hmm. fact that I don't think Jen mm-hmm. Shaw is that smart. See, that is the other thing. Like, I hate to say that the woman business owner is not smart. In some ways, I want her to be the criminal mastermind just to say that, hey, women can do this shit too. Oh, okay. So women can con you too. You know what I'm saying? I get but it. I think she might have gotten, she's the one spending the money and flaunting it, showing it off. But we don't know what Stuart's doing, right? We've never seen him flaunt any of it because mm-hmm. he's not 
cast on a reality yeah. TV show because the Shaw Chalet was a rental. So the right. house that they actually lived in was like a very normal looking house. It's like a split level yeah. with a brown kitchen. So that house wow. and Stewart's house are both very mm-hmm. normal looking homes that sold in like 2019, 2020 for $500,000. Like that's it. So okay. they weren't living this like lavish life except for on camera. And I think that she had money, but I think that it wasn't mm-hmm. until she got cast on the show or was wanting to get cast on the show that she really mm-hmm. started to like spend the money in the way that would get you cast on a show on Bravo. Mm-hmm. That being said, like if you live in a $500,000 house and your wife has a, a meager business and your coach mm-hmm. Shaw and she says one day, I got a pri- us a private jet and we're going to fly here and there. And you're on right. these Instagram lives talking about how much money you have. Yeah. I don't think that you're not in the know about yeah. what's going on. You don't think that Coach Shah is the mastermind behind all of no. that? I feel like he's involved somewhere. We just haven't heard of it yet. I don't think he's involved, but I think just like her drinking and popping off, just like her crazy mm-hmm. persona on TV, he kind of looks at it like that's your thing and you're going to do that and I'm not going to get involved in this mm. you could do that if yeah. you want to but i'm not getting involved like the son yeah. one son is away for college so the younger son lives there with them but none of it was real mm. no wonder she was swiffering after the party it was in her house <laughs> she wanted her security deposit back <laughs> but i thought heather and some of the others knew her for a while because they said oh jen throws the best parties we've known jen she's my friend if jen went from a suburban house to a ski chalet just for the show wouldn't heather and everybody else talk about it especially when they were mad and angry they could have said that you know your chalet is a rental and that's not even your house it's almost like heather was like no she throws great parties i don't know where the money comes from i don't understand it but i'm okay with it i think that if you watched enough mobster shit you know that you don't come Mm -hmm. for crooks about their money they actually Mm -hmm. don't talk about how any of the women have any of the money that they have on salt lake city Mm -hmm. even when they come for jen it's true how does jen oh i don't like the way jen behaves i don't like the way that she yells Mm -hmm. i don't like that she threatened me all that kind of stuff but they don't come for jen about her money because i think Mm -hmm. that there's they know that there's something shady there and it actually makes more sense why heather would be so fucking terrified of jen Mm. look i've watched mob wives and all the women on mob wives like lived in staten island and like very normal houses yeah right and then they just had like a ton of money so i almost think of it like that like i mean i'll be honest i know people in new jersey that are like that like that have very normal looking homes but they all drive like range rovers and have Mm -hmm. you know five thousand dollar shoes i've seen that right so i think in that way that makes sense but also salt lake city the cast wasn't originally supposed to be a housewives show it was supposed to be a show about women who own various businesses so that's why you had Mm. that like weird luncheon with uh, Meredith and Lisa with all those ladies that's what I think the show is supposed to be now I wish they had focused on the businesses yeah I think it's all fascinating like Luann's little arrest in Miami happened and you remember yeah the trailer how exciting the trailer was even Candace and Monique that fight in the trailer they came out I can't wait to fucking see the trailer for Salt Lake City season 2 I hope none of this gets stuck in some kind of legal mumbo jumbo that does not allow Bravo to show it so i was in a clubhouse room with bravo by brett and the ladies from the bravo docket which is a podcast that everybody should listen to which Mm -hmm. is about all of the legal it's actually by people who know the law they're lawyers they talk about all of the legal shit that these housewives go through Mm -hmm. and currently they were actually in the middle of doing an episode about mary but now Mm -hmm. they're switching gears to jen but anyway they mentioned that all of the filming is actually Mm -hmm. perfectly fine for bravo to use because Mm -hmm. people signed waivers to be on bravo cameras obviously not the fbi Mm -hmm. agents all that filming is Mm -hmm. bravo's proprietary information so they can use it Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like imagine when oj simpson was fleeing and we have those images Mm -hmm. of his van right or his suv or whatever yeah it's the same thing but i think that we will get images of her getting arrested yeah i'm shocked that there's no mugshot out yet right i was even more surprised that they were both let go with no bond yeah like there was no, they, they they didn't have to post bail at all and they were let go. That was shocking to me. 
I mean, that they would swindle millions of dollars offshore accounts. So they would definitely be flight risk. The most insane thing about all of it is that Jen is potentially going to jail for 50 years. She's allowed to yeah. not be in jail. People go to prison for doing less and end up staying in prison mm-hmm. because their bail is set mm-hmm. at like millions of dollars. Yeah. Like you can get yeah. arrested for having pot on you and be yeah. in jail because your bail is set at like $25,000 and then you just yeah. get stuck there. And just to give you some perspective, the guy who murdered George Floyd is potentially mm-hmm. going to get 47 fucking years in prison. Jen Cha mm-hmm. is up to potentially get more years in prison than that. And she does not have mm-hmm. a bail. That's yeah. ins- insane to me, but that's also the dynamic of white collar crime. So also there is some connection to Trump here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she worked for a company in the early aughts. Like it was a marketing company that sold Trump Mm -hmm. University. The rumor is that she learned how to swindle people from the people that were running that company because she didn't have like a major role there, but she worked with these higher ups. And so people think it was called Prosper. And so she learned the the tricks of the trade with these guys from Prosper who sold Trump U. Instead of, you know, learning from them and saying, I don't want to be like them, she said, let me try to do the, you know, rich white guy thing and do my own thing with another white guy. Four of the 20 people or so that are have already confessed, one has taken a plea bargain. And that's how I think they have gotten hold of the information because they were using encrypted apps to communicate with each other each other. First of all, this feels so elaborate, right? Keeping track of that many companies that she created and doing all of that. That is exhausting. I no wonder this woman was going off. She needed medication. That is a lot of different shit that you have to keep track of. I cannot keep track of just a handful of house bills. I'm late on paying my one credit card. I I really (laughs) think so. So I, I for me, I know she had a lot of assistance. But assistants, they were, the assistants that we, at least the ones that we saw, they weren't like proficient in program management and watching no. and managing all of these assets and financial management. So she either had a whole other office that did this for her or she's brilliant and we just didn't see her brilliance. I just cannot reconcile my knowledge of the real housewife, Jen Shaw, and how dumb she comes through in the screen. She could barely make sense. And here she is masterminding this whole complex situation. It just boggles my mind. I cannot reconcile the two things. That's why I think it's just Stuart and she's just involved. I don't think that he's her assistant. He's not her true assistant. I think he's her partner. And if not a partner, Mm -hmm. he's really the mastermind and he's letting her kind of take the ropes. I am fascinated. And I think more than Erica Girardi and her story, which both the stories are awful for the victims. Yes. But the Erica story is not as interesting as this one. This one seems a lot more complicated. There's like a Ponzi scheme aspect to it versus Erica's, which is just, you know, embezzlement. Yeah, Erica's situation is different because I don't know how much Erica knew about the money that her husband Mm -hmm. was embezzling and then giving to mm-hmm. her and letting her use and all that stuff right we yeah. don't know so yeah I, and I think that's what she's gonna play up obviously on the season and that's what she's been yeah. kind of playing up on the internet is that she got screwed over by her old man husband because she trusted him I think mm-hmm. the issue with Jen is that she can't blame anyone she certainly can't blame her husband that's come off like an absolute angel on tv and you know the other thing I keep right. thinking about is do you remember that video that came out right of like Jen Shaw saying the stuff about George Floyd mm-hmm. and then Jen Shaw and Coach Shaw did a Instagram live together and they she mm-hmm. took no responsibility and coach just kind of was like okay yeah that's fine yeah that's the way I think coach shot deals with Jen if somebody asks me what you did or if somebody asks you yeah. we're gonna we're gonna avoid it and just skirt mm-hmm. over it this is yeah. just your thing and I'm gonna keep it at an arm's length yeah. the only time we've seen him do any kind of apology for her, obviously was at the reunion but I think that yeah. he's figured out a way to like appease her keep her at an arm's length and then like that that's it. But then yeah. also, I feel like, is he somewhat involved? And is this why he keeps putting up with Jen's? Yes. Show? Or maybe it's love. Who knows? That's why I'm th- I'm saying this is even more fascinating because we never saw Tom Girardi. But in this case, it's like, okay, coach came through s- as such a an awesome individual as an awesome human being. And she seemed crazy, but she also seemed dumb. 
definitely not super intelligent enough to mastermind and set up a complex, complex, complex fraud. But that's why I think it's it's going to be so fascinating. I cannot stop reading. I'm, I keep seeking <laughs> out more stuff. I know you did an IG of like, okay, I think I have consumed everything and I don't know what to do next. I truly don't I, know. It, it actually gave me like, I can't. It was like a high and then I had withdrawal sy- symptoms. I was yes, like, where else did I get some news? I felt dead inside <laughs> last night. I was like, okay, I there's nothing new. Everybody is now saying the same thing. In fact, like even our podcast, yeah. even our episode today, like we're probably yeah. saying the same stuff that everybody has right. been hearing. But I just think it's so fucking fascinating. And I think that everybody will remember where they were when they heard that Jen Shah got arrested on Tuesday morning, March right. 30th. I'm just upset that you didn't call me right away. I was on a call for work. Immediately. <laughs> uh, the minute I found out, which was much later than everybody else. <laughs> but when I found out, I so excitedly texted you. I was like, oh, my God, did you see this? I'm sending you links. And you're like, go to our IG page and read up all about it, bitch. It's already I know and I've already talked about it. <laughs> go there's more information than you are providing i was like i felt so left out you you need to text me when okay. these things happen <laughs> you need to text me i felt so like i had so much fomo like i missed it all <laughs> i only found out about it later in the day <laughs> okay i don't think you were that late in the day i think you were like two hours later like i think two hours have passed and then you had texted me and i was like yeah bitch go on our instagram but like i was in a meeting i was in a meeting i turned on my app because somebody was yammering on yeah. i go on instagram yeah. i got like three dms i think like from bill and who knows like a bunch of people i was shaking i was like what jen trauma tuesday morning what it was like three o'clock. I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. It was majestic. And I will never forget it. It's like, yeah. this is better yeah. than, I mean, we were so happy when Luann got arrested in Miami. Right. Until then, that had never happened, right? That hadn't happened. Yeah. Nothing like this had actually happened. I mean, we've heard of like housewives getting into trouble after they had either been fired or quit. And you yeah. hear about it, but nothing for an active housewife. And it's like when Luann got arrested, we were like, how are they going to deal with it? How are they going to, how is she going to deal with this? Yeah. What is going to happen? And now it's like dominoes. Each one was like, okay, who's next? Who's going to be the next one? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I want, okay, let's talk about this. How, how do you think, do you wonder how the housewives are going to start managing this now? This should scare some of them, right? Some of them have iffy financials. Some of them have some illegal or stuff happening. You know, there's something going on under the table payments and cash transactions. There are definitely a few of them that should be reconsidering how they come off on screen. Obviously, the first thing everyone thought was, was Mary. Like, my thing is, is Jen yeah. Shah going to tell the feds, like, look, I'll let me get a deal because I know some shit about Mary Cosby, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's thinking Mary, but I actually think of Whitney because Whitney's <gasps> husband, yeah. apparently all it is is that he just has an MLM business, mm-hmm. which is fully legal. Yeah. But I know that there's a lot of shady MLMs out there. I don't know where he's yeah. at with that. But in Salt Lake City, everybody knew that Jen's business was a shady business. They just Hmm. didn't do anything about it. I know people who, legitimate people, people who I'm friends with, whose husbands, I'm like, I have no fucking idea what your husband does, but I just know that he makes a fuck ton of money, right? Yeah. And I wonder sometimes, white collar crime is really, really common. And I think that if we've learned anything from watching Housewives, and this was something that came up in Clubhouse too, it was somebody asked, like, do we think that now Bravo will think twice about the women that they hire? Or do you think that this like soiled the fun of housewives because they're not aspirational anymore and I was like I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody's ever thought that these women were aspirational no it's always been a cautionary tale but somebody said the only aspirational part of it had always been that they have money the money and the lifestyle Mm -hmm. is aspirational but if Mm -hmm. anything it's confirmed what we've already known which is that rich people are crooks yeah in order to be that fucking (laughs) rich you have to be doing some shady shit unless you just have like generous 
generations and generations of wealth. And even if you have generations of wealth, like you do in Southern Charm, you're a fucking racist slave owner. So like, <laughs> like yeah. all we're learning is that if you're really, really, really rich and then you decide to go on TV to validate some part of yourself, you're probably a fucking crook. Yeah, especially if there's no track record of you amassing that wealth through hard work, right? Yeah. There's no evidence of it. That does make a difference, yeah. right? But I keep wondering about all the housewives and how they flaunt their wealth. And a lot of it is fake wealth. It's not, it's borrowed shit. Mm -hmm. It's stuff gets given to them. So I'm wondering if now they are going to dial back on that. And if Bravo is going to hire more mainstream housewives in a sense, like they hired Wendy Osefo and she's a professor. They yeah. hired Tiffany she is an actual doctor. She herself works. And so maybe they, I don't know if Bravo will change or if they will think that this is actually a good thing because people get excited. All this is bad publicity is good publicity for Bravo. And they actually, a lot of people watch it. So they're going to hire more criminals. Yeah. First of all, I think that if anything, it makes it more exciting. Of course, there's like the ethical question of it, right? Which is, do we want to give bad people this type of a platform? Which I think is valid and I think could be further explored and I think then it turns mm -hmm. into like a big philosophical conversation about what's good and bad and all of the things that we consume but I like the fact that these people are getting called out like I think mm. if Bravo is going to put these people on TV it's just so that we can see them show their ass you know what I mean yeah. and I think that Bravo yeah. likes that I think Bravo likes any publicity is good publicity it's like porn to the progressive left because I love it's it. like oh here goes another one percent in jail I yeah. bet like the more Bernie bros start watching Bravo now rich idiots get their comeuppance right yeah. I would say that there's bad and then there's bad Bravo should do some vetting not necessarily for these kinds of stuff but for like the really egregious crime not white collar crime but you know crime like pedophilia of or course. crime like like T-Rav shouldn't have been on Bravo no he, abusers sexual abusers should not be on Bravo no racist shouldn't be on Bravo racist should not be on Bravo so those things are like more I think of it as like real crime that is affecting people directly like physically affecting people or something of that sort yeah that's a whole other layer right so yeah. those Bravo should wear and Bravo doesn't I wish Bravo would just do like a credit report check right on, on their talent and in fact here's what I think <laughs> the more money you have but the lower your credit score is you're an instant housewife. If yes. you have a shit credit score and you have a fucked and you're driving like a brand new range, uh -huh. you're immediately getting on the show. Because yes. that's the kind of mess we want to see. We want to see you right. crumble when you flash that kind of wealth. Okay? <laughs> that's what I believe. What does that say about us, though? <laughs> it's called schadenfreude. Okay? <laughs> have you heard of it? Does Dorinda yes. need to explain it to you? Yes, please. A drunk Dorinda. I want yeah. drunk Dorinda to explain that. Of course. All right. Let's talk about the housewives now, though. In Dallas, Brandy showed her ass as usual. She thinks that her quote-unquote racist video was not something that Deandra should have talked about. So we know Brandy sucks. This is not new information. What I'd rather talk about, Arthi, is what we mm. see of Tiffany and her mom. Because I thought that was so interesting. Tiffany goes to Mama D to talk to her, of all fucking people, about how yeah. she needs to have a better relationship with her mother. And I wanted to ask you, Arthi, we've talked before about sort of like the struggle of the immigrant child mm -hmm. living up to your parents' expectations of the stuff that mm -hmm. Tiffany says about being her parents parents investment and everything have you ever talked to your parents about that or your mom about that stuff not really my mom wasn't like that my dad was a little bit of a I wouldn't say he was a taskmaster per se but he filled us with the dread of poverty I don't have money to give you so the only thing I can give you is education and you need to perform because otherwise you were not going to get out of it so it was not so much perform to make me happy it was like perform or die because there's no you know it's going to be the end of the world kind of thing right you don't have money the only thing we can offer you is semi-decent education and you better perform because you're not going to get out of this so that was a different way that my parents caused anxiety in us and I did talk to my father before he passed away for many years right as I went through my college and finished up all of that I was angry at the 
point because it was a lot of anxiety and it was a lot of I had to be perfect. And if I wasn't perfect, then I'm letting down my father and mother because their dreams are what I'm living. Yeah. And it, it caused a lot of resentment and it caught it came out in different ways through my relationship with my father. I had a very towards the end. I had a hard relationship with my father because he sort of paralyzed us. He made us second guess everything we were doing. So and I did have a conversation. Of course, my parents didn't understand a, a single thing that I said. No. They were like, hmm, what? I mean, what? how else do you think you're going to come out of that? Yeah. You have to work hard. I don't think Asian parents quite get it. Yeah. When you say that to them, anything emotional or if you talk about therapy and talk those kinds of things, they don't quite get it. They don't get yeah. it. They're like, why are you talking about how you feel? It has nothing to do with feeling. It makes them so uncomfortable. They clam up and they say, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the thing that the reason why I asked you this question is because Tiffany has that moment when she says to Mama D, I could talk to her about mm-hmm. this, but what if she rejects me? That really resonated with me because it's both my parents that are a lot like Tiffany's mom, but more so my dad. And you know, my mm-hmm. dad, he's with us, but he's not all there because he has dementia. So I can't ever have that conversation with my dad. You know, I can't mm-hmm. have the conversation that Tiffany's wanting to have with her mom ever with my dad. Mm-hmm. That part of it sometimes really hurts, but I also feel mm-hmm. shielded by the fact that I can't have that conversation because then I don't have to worry about him rejecting me. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? But I yes. have had the conversation with my mother and my mom mm-hmm. has been really, really kind about it. And it took many, mm-hmm. many, many years for her to be kind about it. In the beginning, she was a lot like, what are you talking about? What's your problem? It got very yeah. defensive. And then now she's gotten a lot better with it to the point where actually recently she was like, can we get together now that the weather is nice? Let's go out somewhere to eat. I just want to sit and talk to you. And I was like, who are you? I wanted to be like, did you win a million dollars and you need to give it to me? Like, why are you being so weird? (laughs) Let me warn you, that's going to be some heavy talk. Yeah. In her defense, I've been trying to push her to have heavy conversations with me for years. So if she's finally come around and wanting to do it now, it's totally fine. It's so nice to see people on TV who are going through something that you can identify with. I can identify with Tiffany's struggle. And I just found it really, really interesting. What I can identify with is Carrie making jello shots and asking her teenage daughter if she's ever done them. (laughs) She was like, you don't know what jello shots are? And I was like, isn't her daughter like 19? Why is she asking her? I mean, obviously her 19-year-old daughter's probably drank before, but like, what is wrong with you? It was weird, but I just want to go touch back on the Tiffany and Dee conversation. Yeah. What was interesting to me was that Tiffany went to Dee. I was like, why would you go to Dee? I understand that Dee is not the warmest person. No. But if you, Tiffany thinks Dee is the warmer person and she's talking to Dee, to me, it almost felt like it's not so much warm. It's like Tiffany and her mom don't communicate with each other in the the same language what i see of tiffany is that she feels like in between worlds she's yes. not she cannot totally identify with a chinese mom yeah. there's some things about d that is american enough that she identifies with so she's looking for her american part of her to have a connection which she cannot have with her chinese mother so she's seeking out somebody else to do that with and she landed on d but to d's credit d hugged her d does did not even hug deandra but she <laughs> hugged tiffany I was like, whoa, that's a breakthrough right there. Dee's well, hugging her. That's because Tiffany's the daughter that she wishes Deandra was. <laughs> so I think in the same way that Dee is the mother that Tiffany wishes her mom was, Tiffany is the daughter that she wishes that Deandra was. But I yeah. also think that it might be also that they're both cold. I think Dee yeah. and Tiffany's mom are cold. And it's almost like regarding the language thing, it's like Tiffany knows the words that she can say in English to her. Because I know Tiffany is fluent in Chinese, mm-hmm. but and like yeah. I'm fluent in Urdu, but there's some words yeah. that I can't explain to my mom because Correct. I'm not my brain works in English, right? So yes. it's that same, like, how do I express something so emotional to you in words that, yeah. are, that are not your language? So I think yeah. that she almost, like, was able to have the conversation she wants with her mother with D. Only because she sees her mom in D as well. I also thought it was really funny when Tiffany was like, you know, my mom said she was going to take care of my kids. And then when I had twins, she just said, oh, no, I can't do it. And D was like, oh, wow. And I was like, D probably barely even fucking took care of Deandra. Like, she's probably so happy Deandra doesn't have kids that she needs to take care of. Like, she's not the one. She's not it. 
No. <laughs> that whole thing was so funny when first Tiffany went to D and then D finally hugs Tiffany and I was like, <laughs> Deandra must be burning up right now. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I was very proud of Deandra this episode. Yeah, I was too. Even in the end when Brandy is yelling at her and everybody's asking Deandra, you know, do you understand what Brandy's going through? Do you understand? That which was irritating to me. Why are you trying to convince Deandra when it is yeah. Brandy that you should be talking to? And yeah. Deandra was standing her ground. She was there with a smile. She didn't get mad. She was so calm. I was actually super proud of her. So proud of her. And I thought it was so shady that Brandy's like, you took it away from me. You took it away from me to be able to share my story. It's like, oh, so this isn't actually about anything you went through. This is just all about you don't like publicity yeah. going through somebody yes. else. Like, it's just, it was so yeah. fucking fake. I can't wait to get yeah. that bitch off my yeah. TV. It was like my storyline. You took my storyline. Now yeah, you basically. got took my 15 more min- minutes in of fame that's what yeah. you, that's what happened Deandra was very calm in this episode she almost burned down our house <laughs> but she was like so calm so Deandra burnt a house and Cam got a house which was also I don't even want to talk um, about Cam getting a house I really don't uh, I think it was so tone deaf and boring and I was just like I don't care about this uh, woman and her dumb fucking yeah. house her husband her husband stupid. crying about being able to surprise her of a seven million dollar house I was like uh, okay there's kids that are of... dying, okay? There's people that are dying, Kim. <laughs> like, I don't want to yeah. hear this. You, it's not aspirational enough for you then. The money was not aspirational enough. No, and also because Court has been supporting his piece of shit racist brother. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck what Court or Cam Westcott do. Yeah. You want to talk more about Brandy? No, I don't. Other than she's a piece of shit. But that's yeah, she's a it. piece of shit. Literally, my notes say Brandy doesn't think her video is racist. LOL, Brandy sucks. And I'd rather talk about Tiffany. That's it. That was, mm-hmm. that was my notes. Yeah, I wrote Brandy's a POS, but that's about it. That's it. That's it. In yeah. Atlanta, the ladies went to mm-hmm. New Orleans. They rode bikes. Mm-hmm. They ate oysters. They twerked their asses. Mm-hmm. Portia and Marla sort of made up. Latoya was terrible. And Kenya was a pain in the ass. My notes say Kenya upgrades her room. <laughs> Marlo is a good friend, Portia. Candy is me. Cannot twerk. And forever hungry. That's what I- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. what a note. Pretty much, that's what happened. It was a, it was a, it was a good episode. It was a fun light episode. It was. I watched it and immediately I texted one of my friends who grew up in New Orleans mm-hmm. and I said, "Listen, I have three and a half years before I turn forty, so we need to start planning my fortieth birthday girls trip to New Orleans." She was like, mm-hmm. "Done. Mm-hmm. Let's do it." Yeah, I haven't been ever. I'm, I, I'm yeah. ready. I'm coming. Whether you invite me or not, I'm going to figure out. No, it'll be great. I will celebrate my 40th and you will also be Mm -hmm. celebrating your 40th. Yes, I will. (laughs) I will be 40 forever. I'll be 40 forever. (laughs) Because after your 40s, every time you hit a new decade, you actually go down 10 years. Yes, that's true. You stay at 40, basically. Yeah. Okay, New Jersey. Another mm-hmm. banger episode in New Jersey. I loved it so fucking much. I loved it so yes. much. My first line says, save the cheese. Please save the cheese. No I cheese know. left behind. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a deranged, insane episode. Yeah, my my first sentence says, Costco cheese everywhere in caps. <laughs> <laughs> for like, and, for then like, the, and then... Yeah, and then the next sentence says, thank God it was just Costco cheese. <laughs> Wait, for like seven minutes, they just kept, there's so much activity going on, but they kept cutting to somebody cleaning up cheese. And I was like, I love this so much. So first, Melissa throws the cheese and then she feels guilty about it. She cleans it up and then Frank starts cleaning it up and picking up from the, from the floor and everything. And then Joe comes back. And then Joe bangs the table. And there's like, if you go back and see that scene, if you go back and see that scene, Joe is banging on the table and they cut to Frank like slightly. And he has his hand over his face and head and he's like, oh God, the cheese is everywhere again. (laughs) He's just looking at the table and he just rubs his face because he's looking at the table. He's like, I just cleaned that shit. 
<laughs> it was amazing. But so people on the internet keep think saying that Melissa was acting. And I was like, no, I know Melissa was actually angry because if Melissa was acting, she wouldn't care about the cheese spilling on the floor. But in mm-hmm. her like passionate conversation, she bangs the table, she flips it, she's doing all this stuff, but then she's also cleaning up the cheese because I think that was like a real life moment. It's like when you get mad at your I kids, think so you know, you throw something and you're like, fuck, I ha- I have to clean this. Because who else is going to yeah. clean it? I have to clean it, you know? Yeah. It just felt yeah. like it was such a real moment. I love that, like, the idea that you are at the shore, you're having this lovely time at the shore, you've mm-hmm. taken time out, you've rented an Airbnb, you're enjoying some time outside, and then suddenly in the distance, you mm-hmm. hear the sounds of, two, of like, <laughs> a bunch of Italians going bananas. <laughs> I just love it. I would I would love to be Dolores's neighbor. Oh, I would have loved that too. I was thinking about the neighbors too. I was like, oh my God, they had front row seat to this glorious insane fight where everybody is angry. And, and I do agree that Melissa, this was real anger because when she comes rushing back at Teresa at some point, she has her hand behind her back. She purposely puts her hand behind her back. She wants to make sure that she doesn't touch Teresa during that fight she's like yes i need to make sure that i maintain my distance from her and that's a reflex it's not something that she's doing in in more of an acting mode if if she was acting i mean cast melissa in the next spielberg movie or whatever yeah because that was great brilliant acting that was real and you could see her get really angry and flushed and then she calms herself down quickly to then go and calm down joe yeah because and joe just turned red Joe was every little vein on his head was popping when he went off against Teresa. So do you want to walk through the whole fight? Who fought who and what happened? Okay, sure. So the fight is still going on. Jackie says, did you learn that confidence in jail? Teresa starts to say this fucking bitch, blah, 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 blah. She's disgusting. Everybody's telling her to calm down. At the same time, there's Jennifer versus Marge. There's Jackie versus Uh Teresa. Then there's Jackie versus Joe Benigno. Then... There's Teresa versus Joe because Teresa is mad at her brother for not sticking up for her when Jackie made the comment about jail. Then Joe gets mad at Teresa for saying, why should I stick up for you when you don't even stick up for us against your ex-husband? Yes, that was actually a throwback to the where Teresa tells Melissa and her brother that, you know, my divorce is final and Joe did not ask me for any money. And you guys said he would be taking half of my money or more than half of my money he did not and then she raises her voice in that moment and she says you guys should apologize for that yeah so that's when a switch flipped for little joe that his sister is still defending juicy and not really understanding all the pain the entire family has gone through because of what happened yeah that is insane to me from a in that situation it is insane to me how Teresa is so insensitive to that. How is she not seeing that? Yeah, I think that at the core, Teresa wants blind loyalty without giving any of it back. She wants Mm -hmm. everybody to crawl up her ass and defend her every single time. But when it's time for her to defend her own family, she never, ever does it. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you something. Christening Joe is my favorite moment of joe it was mm-hmm. the greatest in it was the greatest uh it, you I know i am your son I yeah it was it was the greatest oh um first impression that i've ever had of any mm-hmm. person on bravo was meeting joe gorga at the christening okay but actually watching that scene with him and nona where he is or nona where he is crying and he's saying i'm your mm-hmm. son i'm your son okay i watched that the first time 10 years ago mm-hmm. and i'm watching it again now as an adult with children and it totally hits differently it's totally it's so crazy it made me it made me emotional this time to see even the clip like i thought it was hilarious when i watched it 10 years ago exactly he's like choking on his words as he's begging his father to to have his back yeah to to love him that is what pulled pull me into joe you know into joe gorga right like this is a person that is 
I want to watch more and I want to know more about him. Yeah, and he's still so deeply sad because I think anytime anybody picks Joe Judice over him, yeah. he goes back to that kid who wishes that yeah. his dad would have had his back. He goes back to yeah. being it's- like, wait, I'm the one that did all right, which allegedly he did all right because I don't believe that Joe Gorga's yeah. books are clean either. But yeah, I think that that's where he goes back to is like, I'm doing all the right things, yet my parents love Joe Judice more than they love me yeah it's sad you know because we're all fucked up because of our parents guys you can see the sad you can see the sadness in his beautiful beautiful eyes all right long eyelashes oh all right you can see the sadness (laughs) this is this is turning into a different conversation Mm -hmm. you're making me fall back in love with juice no 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 like i said his books are not clean i know it won't won't last long i'll go read i'll just go look at his insta and read his advice and i'll be like ah yes yeah they're cooked they're cooked like that delicious (laughs) seafood pasta that they had sitting at the table okay um also the other fight obviously that's happening is between jackie and joby and marge everybody is crying jackie is hysterical and it's so funny because the whole time (laughs) melissa just keeps being like is she crying still she's broken look at her she can't handle it teresa just be nicer look at her she's broken i'm like oh my god you guys gaslit her for like the last six hours being like you're gonna cry are you gonna cry are you okay are you gonna cry you're gonna cry you're gonna cry you're gonna cry and then she's crying and they're like oh my god is she still crying look she's crying crying. look how upset she is but also jackie (laughs) went fucking bananas she went nuts She's got snot yeah. rolling down her nose. I'm like, you're an adult woman. Yeah. Clean your nose. Clean your nose. Yeah, I know. She's got snot. Her face is beet red. Her hair extensions are yes. insane. She keeps right. patting them down. It reminds me of Jersey Shore. In Jersey Shore, whenever the yeah. girls would fight, they would always pat down their hair extensions. And it was very, very this is Jersey where, Shore. This is where the entire scene, the minute that played, I watched it. Only scene that came to my mind was Tom Sandoval in, dra- in drag. <laughs> banging on the door and saying he is what did he say he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a bad and wife <laughs> that's what it felt like that was the scene i was like melissa is santa sandoval yeah and jack jackie was like you know how towards he looked he was like completely a mess sitting on the toilet so that's how so she funny. comes through Uh, oh my god it was so funny but then just as crazy as the day was before the next day evan comes everybody Mm -hmm. makes up and then they go on the boats yeah here's what scares me okay jackie was such a wreck she was so nervous she was crying so much even evan on the phone when he gets on the phone he's like fuck that bitch she's a monster Mm -hmm. but like he gets and then when he comes in person he's like hey guys hey what's going Mm -hmm. on like he's all so nice that it kind of freaks me out I'm like, what's the deal with that, Ben? Because Jackie being that scared, crying that much, him the way he talks on the phone, and then him mm-hmm. coming in person and acting cool as a cucumber is weird. Yeah, it is weird. You know, of all the house husbands on the show, I don't feel that I know Evan at all. No. Like nobody knows him. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. He doesn't talk about anything. He doesn't bond with the other men. So we know nothing about him. I mean, I know very little about Joe Benina too, but I look at Joe and I feel like I could hang with him. He's like, wears his heart on his sleeve kind of a guy, but... Yeah. With Evan, you don't get us. You don't know what he's thinking. You don't no, get us. No what is he thinking? What's going on in that head of his? I find those kinds of people creepy. Where I cannot figure out what kind of person they are. I cannot put them into some of my personality boxes. It scares me. It scares me too. Bill shows up. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing I want to bill is that it seems to me like bill i almost feel like bill is reading tweets on the internet that that say that he's gay because now he's just doing really gay stuff on tv and i'm like <laughs> like he comes in and he's, he's like leaning into it. he's leaning into yeah. it the vibrator he's like yeah put it on my back i'm like put it in your back <laughs> Yeah. he's yeah. just going up the stairs he's like "Ooh, look at that booty i'm like what shit yeah yeah he was like, like he's like he was like "Ooh, girl look at that booty i was like girl shake that booty you know he said shake that booty i was like what 
<laughs> Excuse me, doctor. He no, he looks at that booty thing. Was I was like, oh, so you you created it, so you're proud of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's you more sculpted like... it. You sculpted it, so you're proud of it. It's your creation, that's... so you're you have some pride in it. That's what. Yeah, that's what yeah. that was. No, that makes sense. That makes more sense. That was right. professional pride, is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, happened. yeah. But yeah, he is. He's leading into it. I like Bill a lot. I don't know if he is necessarily he's faking it or whatever, but he's leaning into his role as a house husband, and he's comfortable yeah, like with it. Too. And I also think they, the two of them, have a good relationship. They do now about Jennifer. So Jennifer and yeah. March then start to go at each other. So, yeah, that was ugly. Yeah, it got really ugly really fast, and it made me really really sad. Like there was everybody was just slinging lots of crazy things, like mm-hmm. Jen saying. First of all, I think Marge saying that. Jen is a sloppy drunk was like Mm -hmm. really fucked up because I don't know I've never seen Jen really like be sloppy before Mm -hmm. yeah I think it was ridiculous and I actually think Jen has a point to say like you're projecting your mom issues on me right it's not I think Jen was right about that but Jen went about completely the wrong way about it but then Jen being like oh you've been sloppy like you told us you slept with your boss and like to to basically to victim shame like that was really Mm -hmm. messed up and now they're going at each other hard on online on Twitter Mm -hmm. and it's gone so far as to Marge then tagging Bravo and Mm -hmm. it's getting really messy but then also I'll be honest the thing that really bothered me was when Marge says oh your husband is a meal ticket for your whole fucking family Mm -hmm. two of them were so wrong everything they said was wrong they were both wrong and equally wrong it was a mess it was really 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 bad but then now Jen on Twitter called Marge a slut she said you're so (laughs) slutty I was like well there you go and you're done you're done Yeah. yeah, good luck with that. But I have friends who have husbands who are doctors and now in their 40s are very wealthy and they're well off and they're living very nicely. I know people look at them like, oh, wow, you're just a doctor's wife, blah, 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 like all mm-hmm. this stuff. But like a lot of people that marry doctors and you can see with Jen, she's got like five mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah, you don't make money right away when you marry a doctor. And, and they're not there at home because they have to do all kinds of hours for the residency yeah, and, and everything. And- so Jen's house in Paramus is like a quote unquote nice house, mm-hmm. but she lives like it's not like a it's not even okay, even though Teresa's house is fucking crazy mm-hmm. and like literally on the side of a road, mm-hmm. she has land, so she's quite separated from everybody else. So she's mm-hmm. got this palatial mansion and then she's got separation. Jen has a McMansion in New Jersey that's like right next to another McMansion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's got a quote unquote nice house in Paramus. It's not actually it's like it, I don't it, think it, I, I think that they have money. Yeah. But I don't think that they're as rich as it seems on TV mm-hmm. or as Jen likes to print. I mean, Jen buys our, all her clothes on Amazon, which is no 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 mm-hmm. shade on that. I buy my clothes on yeah. Amazon and old navy. Yeah. But like to play it up like Jen is only married to Bill because he's her meal mm-hmm. ticket mm-hmm. is crazy. Because it's crazy. Because they obviously love each other. I mean, she put a dildo in his butt earlier so it's fun. yeah yeah but then for jen to be like the way you treat your husband to marge like i would hate that because i have a very i can be kind of like not condescending to my husband but like playfully a little mean and mm-hmm. it's a thing that we have with each other like he'll mm-hmm. he's like a silent type like he'll make fun of me silently and that's what i get from joe b mm-hmm. and i'm i'm like more of the mouthy one like marge mm-hmm. but if somebody was to say oh you treat your husband so poorly i would have i would deck them I would punch yeah. them in the face. You right. know what I mean? Right. So. In some marriages, you can get to the comfort level where you can talk to them on the same level as you. So this is like, yeah. if you were talking to yourself, how would you talk? Yeah. You can talk yeah. to them on the same level as you. To the outsiders, it can feel like you're talking down to them, but you're not. You're talking as equals. And that's where yeah. I think Marge was coming from. I think Marge was mortified. Marge was horrified that, Joe had opened her uh, opened his mouth. She was upset because now they were in the middle of it. She was yeah. upset that they had to take sides. Uh, she just saw the whole thing play out, and he's she was like, "Why would you insert yourself into this yeah. drama?" Uh, and you know, jeopardize our jobs. Essentially, that's what I think that was going to be an issue of hey did joe hear who who did he hear from and is there a fight and all the the storyline falls apart so it was like a multitude of stuff that came in through marge's head for sure 
And then, of course, then Jen goes and at the end is like, oh, she fucked her way to the top. I was like, all right, Jen, mm-hmm. forget it. You lose yeah. you lose the spite for me. They show the mid-season trailer. I think the weirdest fucking thing is going to be seeing Teresa and Jackie play nice to each other. I mean, even Teresa taking pictures yeah. of Jackie. Having the that was so weird. weird. Yeah. It was yeah. really creepy. And she was like, kiss him, give him some tongue. I was like, yeah, you don't get to say that to me. Yeah. After. Yeah. And why was Jackie movie? doing it then? Jackie it was, was also really acting weird. weird. I would have been like, no, that's okay. We don't need a picture. If I had been to a point where I was sobbing the night before, sobbing, sobbing, <laughs> I would not be kissing on cue for her, for a camera, for her to no. do that. Like, I would not, even as a housewife, I would think that, why would I give you that easy, good scene? I'm not going to give you that. Right? Yeah. Like, you, how, why am I going to portray you as nice? You just apologized like two minutes ago. It's weird. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. It was just weird. Completely yeah. weird. I hated it. Well, yeah. See, he, this, this is why people don't like being on Jackie's side and Teresa is forcing us to be on Jackie's side. Nobody likes Jackie. If t- Teresa just behaved okay and ignored Jackie, Jackie would come off as the most boring housewife and she would not even come back next year. Yeah. There was a moment when Teresa said something that was like, that blew me away. I was like, oh, I didn't know that Teresa could speak this way. I don't function like this, you guys. Oh, yeah. They just apologized to her and she said, "Don't I don't function this way. I was like, Teresa. Oh my God, that sentence, that is not the Teresa sentence. To say those things, I was like, the girls must be saying that to each other. Like, I was like, this is something she's learned newly, maybe from her daughters, because this is totally something a daughter would say. I don't function like like that, right? Like, and it's such an American phrase, such a self-aware phrase. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. It, it was is. just all kinds of wrong. It was like, it was like, who are you? Yeah, it was like when they dub a movie or something, and the lips are moving, but the sound comes out <laughs> different. It just, it was so like you and I both remembered it. You and yeah, I both. It was, had, so it was like something that just popped up from the sk- screen, and I was like, wait, what just happened? Uh, what did she yeah. just say? Who this? <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. Well, that's it for this week. Also, check us out on the Dumpster Dive podcast, which we're going to be recording tomorrow night, but I believe that they released that episode on Mondays. Make sure you listen in on our episode on Wednesday because we may or may not have some special guests on it, but we're not going to say who yet. Yes. <laughs> but if you have, oh, and if you have some, if you have some rapid fire questions that you like to ask your friends about Bravo stuff, send them to us. And we'll include it in our discussion on Monday with maybe a special guest or two. (laughs) That was was as vague as you could go. As vague as I can get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me just. But also, it wasn't enticing either. You gave them work, you gave them homework, and you would tell them if or is there a quiz? Is there not a quiz? They don't know. Okay, listen, by the time we record and release our Wednesday episode, people will already know who the guests are on that episode because they'll see it in the description of the actual episode. So it's fine. But yes, we'll have some special guests. And let's just say things will be crappening. Oh, (laughs) Uh, that was so vague again. I don't know who you're talking about. You have no idea who I could be talking about. Okay, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye. 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 <laughs>